now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Look at my feed. What do you see? The Pope of Positivity. I hate you so much. I know you're angry. Yes, I am. I've seen your tweets. Problems in WWE. But I'm the Pope of Positivity. DC, I hate you. I even love the... Wrestle Celine. I'm the Pope of Positivity. You know, the Pope of Positivity. I think the lady doth protest too much. I think this is because I called you negative last week. Your glass is empty, but mine is full. Of course it is. Even if NXT did get rid of Bull Dempsey. Overly negative? Follow me. I can help you find your happy dance break. I hate you so, so much. No, you Come don't. on, Doc Benson, let's see you grooving. Okay, fine. Wrestling is fun. He's dancing, folks, he's dancing. Wrestling is good. Optimism in the neighborhood. Oh, I'm the Pope of Positivity. And now it's time for some DDT. Doc Manson's face is filled with glee. Cause I'm the Pope of Positivity. The Pope of Positivity. The Pope of Positivity. Nerd DC. I'm out of here. Thank, thank you, thank you to the powers above, who may or may not exist. Now but I'd like to point a- out, I do this so I could just watch the pained look on your face, and it's so worth it to me that I will accept the sheer look of—I don't even know how to describe it. Um, it's a little bit of disgust. There's a little bit of just, oh my god. There's a little bit of, why did I marry this person? But when I came out of this room after recording that, which It's Brendan funny McIntyre- because until you said the marry part, even after you said it, I kind of still thought you were talking about me. No. There was still a moment no. there where I was like, wait a minute, what is he saying? No, but the look on Mrs. Matthews' face after I went all nerd DC... Uh, that was rough. You earned it. That was rough. You earned it. I did. I did. So, uh, you're DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I'm Doc Manson. I am. At Doc Manson on the Twitterverse. Uh, that was Nerd DC. Um, yes, indeed. If you would like to uh, hear more no, Nerd DC, no one, or you have no some one specific does. requests, uh, no. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. DDTWrestling at gmail.com is the address where don't. you can request some more Nerd DC. Neighborhood, um, please don't. You could create please. some posts. I'm, a- I'm asking you. I'm, be- I'm you begging can- you. Don't. Don't encourage him. 
Don't send any oh. requests. I sent it to Chip. Sorry, folks, but Chip's my inside man. I sent it to Chip, and he said his favorite part was the dance break because he said I sounded so enthusiastic. Well, you did I, dance. I, I danced. You did I dance. Danced. I, I can't. I can't deny it. I danced. I was sitting. Here. That's why we need a video podcast so people can see the dancing. When my when someone buys me a really quality and sized right Ultimo Dragon mask, I'll talk about it. All right, but yes, it is DDT Wrestling, and it is the Extreme Rules Prediction and Production Show. It feels like we just no. did this for payback, and here we are again, Can folks. Can we just not do predictions and productions for the show? Do you not want to? I, I am not like feeling. Well, the show. let's 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 talk shop a little bit here. Uh, you you took time out of your very busy schedule, and I mean very busy schedule. I'm not joking um, to do this. You know, you're you're on a time crunch. You're on a bit of a break. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, how is it? You know, we all know fans of this show, and everyone listening is a fan of this show, even if it's their first time. Um, you went ahead and and done bought a house. True. Uh, you know, I I gazed at it through, you know, Google Maps. I saw the little uh, kiosk at the end the end of the street where the security guard sits <laughs> before the gate opens and lets you in. There. Um, that is not true. Down, that is not true. Drive down the little divided road with the trees in the middle and the median and all of that. That might be true. It is true. <laughs> so, um, how is how is the how's the first week of being a homeowner there, buddy? Tiring. That pretty much sums it up. Um, so this is probably, as you mentioned, my last pod from my current dwelling. Uh, this is probably the last one in this room. And then I will uh, be setting up shop and commencing pods next week from uh, the new house, the new digs. Do you know where your podcast studio will be? In you know, because I'm in this process. I'm looking at houses. I haven't found anything yet. And every time I do, I'm trying to figure out where. Yeah. DDT Studios will be for now. It, I believe for now it'll be in my office, which will be up on the second floor, similar to my setup now. Although I've already started thinking about um, a pod studio of some kind because there's a nice finished basement that just begs for uh, something to go in there. I, I have a feeling I will be, I will be, <laughs> especially after hearing Nerd DC. Uh, I believe Mrs. Matthews will be sending me to the basement, finished or unfinished, of wherever we wind up. So uh, fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see you. Yeah. You look. You've, I'm you tired. Look trim. I'm tired. You know, I've been going all week, been painting rooms, been moving stuff, been moving furniture, packing up boxes, moving some stuff of my own, trying to get ready for the Saturday. We got some friends and family coming down to give us a hand, uh, DC included. If I knew what time to be there, I could make concrete plans. But I didn't no know you were coming. Me. Mrs. Manson asked me on Twitter, and I said that Mrs. Matthews and I were in. Oh, in which case, uh, be here at 9.30 a.m. Okay. If you're available. Uh, we'll have to see. There's a nice farmer's market, but... Uh, mm. um, but yeah, I just want to say, you know, this is my commitment to the neighborhood. This is my, uh, you know, this is my passion. Nothing stops the pod train, okay? So uh, All right. I got a lot going on this week, but I wasn't going to miss DDT Wrestling for you five and folks. We, and we appreciate it. The neighborhood... Appreciate it. It is my duty. the NAI the NAI network and New Age Insiders 
appreciate. Are we on the NAI uh, network, the New Age Insider Network? Well, I, I thought we so. were, but uh, I don't know. I was told that our episode didn't go up last week. Is that actually true, or are you just lying to me? I, I don't believe we made it on to the New Age Insider airwaves last week. Uh, there seems to be uh, a miscommunication. I know it's been a busy time. If you listen to NAI Pod, which I hope that you did. I'm sure you didn't because you were busy. But um, Liam Stryker uh, has gotten a new job that's going to drastically change their schedule for when they will be doing. They're no longer doing shows on Tuesday nights. Wait a minute. Um, it's been... A- I'm just, this is the first time really investigating this. It looks to me like the last episode that we had on their network was 31. That means they're missing two our last two episodes. I have contacted them multiple times. So, oh, well, actually, one well, of those might have been the release special. So that one, I don't think actually went. To oh, that's true. No, I believe I believe we're only we're, we've only missed one because okay. one of them was a, one of them was a show we did not. Okay, okay. Send them enough about and, and enough about me for a second. You were talking about Liam. You got a new job. What's going on? He is. He is. Uh, I believe he said yes. He did say he is going to be producing the evening news in Providence. Cool. So his Liam. schedule is. I would give you props, except I don't like you. <laughs> um, so he is uh, not available on the evenings oh, anymore. Okay, all right. Um, so they're so they're, they're looking for to someone be... to fill in. Um, I just want to tell you guys, uh, Jason and Bill, you guys are looking for somebody. Old Doc Manson's available. You just give me a call. I am happy to replace one, Liam. They're talking about a revolving chair for they're going to be doing a Sunday night show, which is their usual crew. Uh, they are going to be doing Bill and Jason and perhaps a third person that might change. Like Doc Manson? Uh, are, are going to be doing a show after Raw. So if you want to stay up till 11 o'clock I don't. on Monday nights. I can barely stay up till about 9 o'clock these days. But there's uh, there's discussions of you know Maltov in the morning mm. um, with with you perhaps perhaps a co-host DC Matthews. There may have been a conversation. Oh, I see I how have, it is. I see how I it have is. Not, you just I, abandoned excuse me. me. Excuse me. Excuse me. With the Matson Family Podcast, mm-hmm. one episode. Just because you've. And meanwhile, well, you are planning on having a regular recurring morning show without me. I have not said anything yet. Uh, I have not made any commitments. Uh, there has been a discussion. That is all I'm saying. My my summer is wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to get about 75 days off pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, all right. so I see how it is. Fair weather I'm, pod host friend. I am not. I, my commitment is to DDT wrestling. You can guarantee there will be a DDT wrestling as long as Doc Manson with his fancy new house and his fancy brownie making. Okay, I am so bitter about the fact that the neighborhood can be bought so cheaply with about? baked goods. All every, you know, all of a sudden, Mrs. Manson posts one picture of brownie. We're never. We're not talking wrestling this show. Um, <laughs> she posts one picture of brownies, and all of a sudden, everyone joins. Hashtag the dock side. Yeah. Can I? T- can I tell you? I really should have given more thought to my name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have. DC side. I mean, if you just pronounce that phonetically. Well, to seaside? No, no. I, I'll come. I, I don't know. Mm. Predictions worked. I'm happy with that. Yeah, but uh, but yes. So I'm not saying it. I don't know necessarily what's going to happen. 
it's going to be, an, uh, you know, there's possibilities. All I'm saying is there's possibilities for the two of us to, if we wished to, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not committing to... You are abandoning league. ship. This is, you heard it here, folks. This is the last episode of DDT Wrestling. DC All is I'm abandoning saying. ship. He is going to join the New Age Insiders proper. And he is just going to leave Doc, old Doc Manson sitting all alone in his pod studio. In his Doc Mansion. Yeah, yeah. His brand new Doc Mansion pod studio. How many pools are there in your house now? I are think gonna be six. Like, yeah. Only one, only, in, only one of them is encrusted with diamonds, however. so Oh, well. You know, well, you're starting small. This is your first house. It's, it's your starter home. Starter home, yes. There's, right. room to, there's room to grow. Indeed. All right. Uh, it is, in fact, it, and we don't have to do predictions and productions if you don't want to. Oh, we can. I'm not even, gonna, maybe, I'm uh, not even going to ask you to name all the matches on Extreme Rules. You've been busy. I'm going to give you a break this month yeah. or this time because there's two. There have been two pay per views in May, but uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, seven matches currently as booked, including one pre-show match. So we can talk about them as quickly or as we can take as long as you wish uh, here on DDT Wrestling. The pre-show match, which seems to be the norm now, is Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin in a no disqualification match. Okay. Any thoughts, Baron Corbin? Has he won all their matches, or no? No. He lost... I can't remember if it was the Monday... I think there was the Raw after WrestleMania, which is when this feud started. He got rolled up. Oh, okay. And then I think he won at Payback. Hmm. So I believe, you know... Well, I believe that Baron Corbin will probably win again, but I don't really know why. I would I would think so. I would think that there would be there would be oh no, you know what? Dolph Ziggler won at payback. Forgive me. The match yeah. was at payback and Dolph Ziggler won. So now I can definitely say Baron Corbin's gonna Agreed. win. Agreed. Moving and on. I have nothing to say about the feud. I really don't. I don't even remember the, seeing them on Raw this week. The matches were good. Were they? Now you have me. Now you have me stopping and thinking whether or not I. Saw, I don't believe I did see them on Raw. Huh? But if it's a pre-show, you know, I'm sure the feud happened on SmackDown or well, whatever. There's a but, lot uh, happening. There's a lot happening on Raw. You know, mm-hmm. so we got to and see I, and, uh, the Club versus the Usos again, and we got to see uh, Febreze versus uh, Golden, Golden Truth. Truth. That was Febreze all a good use won. of time. So hey. Hey, hey! I, I'm, all I, I'm saying is it was a good use of time, so I understand how they could not possibly have had time for Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin to make an appearance on the Go Home Show before the pay per view that they're not even on. So that I, makes perfect sense. They're not I even understand. on the pay per view. Excuse me. Let the Pope preach here. I get what you're saying. However, we have been building to the Golden Truth for do so you, long. Do you dig what it is that I am laying down? I I do catch the odor of what is happening in your kitchen. Indeed. Speaking of which, what is happening in the kitchen? I haven't. Mrs. Manson hasn't brought you food yet. I've been eating these French fries that are left over. Oh, well, okay. Then. We don't have a lot here. We haven't been grocery shopping this week, and uh, well, that makes sense. Part of the kitchen is not here anymore. So ah. Yeah. All right. What were we talking about? Oh, Pope of Positivity. Preacher. We were preacher. talking about. Oh my brother. 
testify. We have been building to Golden Truth. This is actually, I believe, the first match they've had. Yes. All of this time, this was their first match. and then They didn't have one this- at the very beginning? I don't believe so. No? I think this all was literally backstage vignettes for probably close to two months. Okay. And, you know, uh, whether it's an intentional or a happy accident, this team of Tyler Breeze and Fandango, who I like a lot, as evidenced by my new Twitter profile picture, uh, I'll drop the Pope of Positivity here for a second to say Breezango is the dumbest name I've ever heard. You you obviously are not even trying when you go on Raw and say their name is Breezango. Well, you know, I think they want that Ango. So, okay, Fandango can do a thing as opposed to him but, just going. But, but, except, oh. except that you know, and nobody's really ever yes. called him Breeze. But the problem is, it's fun. He says Fandango. And yet now they're calling it Ango. So which is it? Is it Ango or Ango? I believe it's Ango. So then why shouldn't it be... Bri- is it Breezango or Breezango? I think it's Breezango. Oh, well... I, I don't listening. know what they said. I wasn't listening either. But, but either way, it was... You know, I think... I really do. You, if I could very easily paint a picture that gives Fandango and Tyler Breeze the tag team titles in the next... Four to six weeks. You're a crazy I, person. I probably could be, but I think they know, have nothing to do with. They have nothing to do with the title scene on Raw, and I think that's exactly why it would be great on a Raw to have them randomly win the titles. I don't disagree Just, with you. I mean, I, I'm always you know, looking to be surprised. I really am. Well, and exactly, and it's not like we can say the New Day with or without their time machine. <laughs> the New Day isn't doing anything fantastic for the tag team division anymore. We're, it, it, we're kind of in that, let's wait for Enzo Amore to get healthy so Enzo and Cass can take their rightful place. New Day doesn't seem like a good vehicle for that. Give the belts to Tyler Breeze and Fandango. No, no, no. Give it to them. the Vod Villains. I, I love the Vod Villains. Do I'm you? a big fan. Do you I love enjoy- the Vod Villains? Because the look on your face... And the words about to come out of your mouth make me believe that you do not love the Vaudevillains. I enjoy the Vaudevillains. I'm particularly high on Simon Gotch. Hey, neighborhood, see how he walked that back? He walked that back to he enjoys the Vaudevillains? You just put a little bit of heat under him, and he just starts backing it up. Go ahead, Pope. Preach to me. I, however, do not see them yet as viable tag team champions. I think they're, you know... Can we talk about... Needs... Oh, actually, no, go ahead. Keep going. Keep no, going. I just think there needs to be a little bit more there. You know, the, mm. I enjoy that they've been very serious. It hasn't been super corny. Yeah. I, that's, I like that's sort of the what entire I want to segment. Because, I mean, I think the VOD villains are somebody who we saw in NXT. They got over, you know, organically, ups and downs of their characters. And we had a lot of concern about whether or not they were going to be able to transition to the main roster effectively. So, I mean, I think this goes along with what you're saying. So here's my question for you. It's, have they successfully transitioned? Um, I think, I mean, I'll play my cards out first. I think they've done better than I ever expected them to do. They have done better. Pardon, forgive me that you're not getting my entire head. I'm trying to figure out a way with the camera that it doesn't just show my giant forehead. I love so. your giant forehead. 
Well, you're sweet. Mm. There we go. That's better. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that they are serious. I like that they are, and you know, com- them coming up as heels was a very smart move. Agreed. As much they as are I the Vod villains, after all. As much as I loved what they did with Blue Pants, that is probably among my top five highlights of the entire 2015 year in wrestling. Is that whole thing with the Vod villains in Blue Pants? Despite that, them coming up as heels is good. I do not believe they are going to. I'll play my cards. I do not believe they are going to win the tag team titles. Um, but I do enjoy what they are doing. I, if it continues, if they could get into a feud, the Usos would be perfect for this. If they could get into a feud with the Usos, uh, them, you mean the Bloodline? Well, the Bloodline, you would need Roman Reigns, I suppose. Oh, well, I suppose. So, so okay. Wait a second. So, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, I cannot call the club. I have to call them Gallows and Anderson. They no, have I suppose. Uh, that's a that's a very good point. I'm full of them. I, I'm as telling well you, as the Usos, <laughs> if the Usos would like to change their name to the Bloodline and start acting differently, all for it. Yeah, but you know that's like you had DX, but you also had the New Age Outlaws. They were not known as. Okay. DX. Yeah, they yeah, were, yeah. You know, the outsiders were part of the NWO. So, but still, you know, I, I'm not sure what this is. And, you know, the club name I still don't think is going to last long term because once this story plays out, I'm assuming there has to be more to it. But once this story plays out, I think it changes, whether it's to the Ballard Club or to, you know, whatever. But, um... But I, I do like the Vaude Villains. I just I just can't see them as tag team champions right now. But I do enjoy them. And if they were to win, I would celebrate. Yeah. Silently, of course, and in black and white. But yeah. I would celebrate. All right. So um, getting off of this, you know, we talked about the Golden Truth and uh, Febreze. Let's talk about another tag team that made their debut. And I'm not talking about... Wait, so are we talking about... We're going to get to Extreme it. Extreme rules, or are we talking about Raw? I do. We have a disagreement on the Shining Stars, and I want to get that out there because they're they're. I like. You're right. I think the Shining Stars are excellent. You don't think that they're any good at all. That like is you should defend a lie. That position. Right that now. is Go a ahead. lie. No, you can see. I enjoyed. I tweeted about it. I enjoyed that match. I did not enjoy the patter of the entrance. That was a little forced, but I yeah. enjoyed. That match, I saw some move. That same, you know, Epico especially, who I assumed, you know, Epico is the cousin of Primo and Carlito. I expected him to not be as good. The suplex combo was great. The double underhook lung blower was fantastic. Um, they broke out, you know, total elimination, which is a move that the Eliminators in ECW used as a finisher. That was cool, although it kind of ripped off what the Ascension's doing with their finisher. But still, regardless, it's okay. The uh, Ascension doesn't exist anymore. So that's true. Um, but I, I, you know, I liked what I saw from them in their match. It is, it was actually refreshing to see a squash match, an actual bona fide squash match on WWE television. You do not see those very often at all, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, you did not know. though. 
I don't enjoy squash matches that much. Um, you're right, though. Um, the Shining Stars had some impressive physical performance in that match. I'm not going to disagree with that. But all I know is that these are a couple of guys who really, so far, have not shown me any personality. They came to the ring holding flowers, and they smiled a lot. And the, the comparison... Hibiscus. Yeah, hibiscus. The comparison I made was okay. So they are a combination of Peyton Royce and Apollo Cruz. I, you know, I just don't think that gimmick infringement is, you know, a beneficial thing for a newly debuting team. I, I don't know. I'm just not positive on their long term sort of potential unless they quickly show me more than what I saw. That's all. Okay. I like I said, I but the it was promo a match, so. the promo packages from Puerto Rico uh I thought were interesting. They got a little old after a while, but they were interesting. Them coming to the ring, I got the sense that they nobody really knew what was going on. This seemed almost very much like a new day kind of thing where they were like they came up with this idea, they were like, "All right, let's go with it." And then that kind of fizzled. But the in-ring performance was good enough that I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes from here. I can't paint you a picture that gets them the uh, tag team titles, but I can paint a picture where they are kind of an ancillary team that floats around for a while and is more successful than the Matadors. Mm. So that in and of itself is good. I guess. All right. Let us do get back. Um, your thoughts on the tag title? Do you think the Vaudevillains are going to win? Do you think they have a legitimate shot of winning? Is that the match, Vaudevillains versus New Day? Yeah. I don't know. I would have said yes because I could see. I could see, you know, when Enzo does come back, because supposedly he's pretty healthy at this point. I could see them wanting to tell the story of. Enzo and Cass taking the titles from the VOD villains, you know, the people with whom they were in a match when Enzo was injured, you know, and it gets those True. titles onto Enzo and Cass um, by transitioning them away from New Day, protecting the New Day in the process. Um, so, I mean, I totally could see that happening. Um, but the VOD villains, if I recall, were left standing tall over New Day on Raw, so that leads me to believe that New Day is going to win at the event. I found myself thinking that there she is. Oh man, where's mine? Wow, this is a first, folks. This is DDT history. Mrs. Manson came in with a beverage and an ice cream treat, and the ice cream treat was not for Doc Manson. He got a bite, but that was it. Wow. It's okay. I got the water, which is really what I wanted. Well, okay. Thank then. you. All right. Um, Mrs. Uh, Manson was pretty pumped this week. Why is we that? We were watching Lucha Underground, and she happened to uh, make a tweet about Marty the Moth. And I don't know if you know this, DC, but Marty the Moth was trending on Twitter this Wednesday. And so he himself was pretty pumped about that, and he went on a bit of a spree on Twitter responding to people's posts. And Mrs. Manson was one of them. So now, so she thinks that Marty the Moth knows that she exists, 
and she's very, very excited about it. Very good. I like Marty. What I've seen from Marty the Moth has been entertaining. He is 100% more crazy than Dean Ambrose. Yes. Yes, and we'll get to it later, but I really liked Ambrose's promo from this week's Raw. Mm. It, it it did kind of build into a potential quote unquote lunatic character. All right, but let's. I did see you were talking about how the new uh, the vaudevillains stood strong, which means that New Day likely wins. I felt that way a lot during this show, during Raw, where you know a lot of people were standing tall, and I'm like, is this really what's going to happen? You know, because based on it. Most of the t- titles are not changing hands. Now, I don't know. We haven't gotten through the whole predictions. It's possible that neither of us think many of the titles at all are going to change hands. But we did see all the challengers. Rusev, uh, I think Natalia, AJ, and Villains, kind of standing tall. Which makes me think, you know, that we're not going to get major surprises I mean, but, what, so what is your what is your actual production here on this match? You know, I'm going to go in the spirit of DC having returned to his Pope of Positivity ways. I am going to be positive here, and I'm going to predict the Vod villains. All right, which means I'm guaranteed to get it wrong because every time I let that good-natured side of you cloud my judgment, I end up getting these productions incorrect. And I'd like to point out that I predicted the New Day retains. Okay. Until I, I do think that until WWE finds I, I, I do think that that's very likely, but just again, in the spirit of positivity, I'm going to go with Vaudevillains because there's a built-in story where they could then be working with Enzo and Cass. So I'm, I'm going to believe that that's. I possible. do like that. It, it you know it it would be uh, serendipitous. But at the same time, I th- well yeah th- okay. Here's the other thing though. At the same time, I do believe that Enzo and Cass were meant to win the finals match yes. against oh, yes. the Vod villains. Yes, I which, which they... means that they were building towards New Day versus Enzo and Cass, anyways. Yeah. And if Enzo really is ready, then this is just treading water. So New Day retains. And Enzo and Cass pick it up. After I'm not rules. wild about a new day Enzo and Cass feud mainly, you know. And I get it; they're both super over. They they're all of the verbal skills from Enzo and Cass, who has done still a very nice job. Yeah, I will say this week I felt like he was um, treading similar waters. I was less impressed with Cass's performance. I tweeted out. I, I I'm interested to know how much of the average wrestling population really knows who Steve Urkel is. <laughs> I know. You know. Yeah. But I don't know how many others do. Well, all I know is that based off of my poll of the neighborhood, um, most of them were in diapers when Family Matters was on television. That's what I'm or saying. Or they were not born. So, yeah. Not too many, I'm going to say. Family Matters, one of the unique shows where they essentially killed off a kid and never talked about it again. Oh, Carl Winslow. What is he his... shot a kid. In that show or in Die Hard? In Die Hard. Oh. It's essentially the same oh, character, though. 
Die Hard. I love Die Hard. Can we just talk about Die Hard the rest of this pod? I'm pretty sure we've already discussed Die Hard on Oh, the let's show. talk about Die Hard one more. We probably talked about this last time we talked about it, but I need you to tell me right now. Die Hard, is it or is it not a Christmas movie? Yes. It is I was, about to ask, I was about to ask you that exact same question. I'm yes, going to say is. no. I think it's an action movie that happens to take place at Christmas. I think it's a movie... So you're saying it is not... How are you distinguishing the two? Well, a Christmas movie is a movie that is ostensibly about Christmas. The Christmas spirit. Or, you know... Um, where Christmas plays a pivotal sort of... Just like Santa Claus, John McClane does the impossible and manages to single-handedly deliver all of the toys, and by toys I mean bullets, to the good little, and by good little I mean bad big, boys and maybe a girl? And now you're talking about Eastern European terrorists, correct? I believe so. One of whom I learned... Uh, on Reddit the other day was a, a trained ballet dancer, Ooh. Carl, the big, the yeah, kind yeah. of lieutenant. Yeah, the right hand man. Have you seen Civil War yet? No. All right, then we'll move on. <laughs> I doubt I'll see it in the theaters. All right, you're gonna miss out. It's a real good. I believe you. All right, uh, in the spirit, I have to save my um, movie money to go see Ghostbusters. When does that come out? Uh, July 15th, I think. But X-Men Apocalypse comes out this weekend. I won't be seeing that. Because it looks like garbage. I think I'm going to go. Have fun. I think I'm going to go. In the spirit of positivity, I will go ahead and predict that Rusev wins the U.S. title. And I hope it's not even a very competitive match. I'm also going to give it to Rusev. Mm, am I? Am I? Ugh. Kalisto has done nothing with that title, but you could just see them playing the small man champion playbook, right? And he just keeps going through all of these larger competitors until he's worked his way up to Kane, Big Show, whatever, what have you. Well, like, there's no that would reason. be who's next. There's nobody else. Mark Henry, I suppose, would be next. I mean, you could put him in a program with Luke Gallows, right? I mean, you could. Uh, One thing we should talk about at some point. Eric Rowan. Oh, man. Braun Strowman. (coughs) Excuse me. I forgot about Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman. Uh, Luke Harper's all over my Twitter feed because he's kind of broken character a bit on Twitter. He likes meatballs. He does. Swedish chef, Swedish chef Harper. Hurdy, hurdy, hurdy. Coming at you. I don't you. understand a thing that he says on his Twitter, and I love it. We, well, and he's, you know, he's he's getting more, quote, unquote, I won't even, well, yeah, quote, unquote, normal. You know, it's no longer mm. speaking in riddles and code. He randomly posted a picture of meatballs to Bray Wyatt. Because, you know. I wonder if Bray Wyatt likes meatballs. I think we can... When you've gone by the nickname of Husky Harris at one point in your life, you do like meatballs. Fair enough. I think we can guarantee that. Um, 
you're 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 oh I get going um, back and forth here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give it to Rusev because he's had a bit of a renaissance recently. I guess but. I feel I feel that way. And, and again, because Kalisto has gone nowhere, which is not necessarily his fault. He hasn't had uh, the ability. Are to they go going nowhere. on tour anytime soon? And if so, where are they going? Mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I could see where you're going. If they are, then he's keeping the title. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it to Rusev just because I'd like to see that. I'm gonna make all the all the pos- I'm gonna make all productions of things I'd like to see, and we'll see how that turns out. How about that? Why are you stealing my shtick? I have returned to being the Pope of Positivity. <laughs> I even wrote a song about it. Darn it! And now you're gonna do the same thing? Well, I guess. All right, fine. Make a production <laughs> about what you'd like to see. Miz, Owens, Zane, or Cesaro. What would you like to see? Owens. All right, that's fair. But really, I would like to see any of them win that title from Miz. So anyone but Miz? Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with Miz retaining, but I would like to see something new, and I don't think there's a wrong choice between Owens, Zane, and Cesaro. I don't think Cesaro really has a chance. I don't... I'm not going to say Owens. So is that your official prediction? Can I write that down, Kevin Owens? Um, Since you'd like to see it. I don't know. If I really had to give it to someone coming out of this match, let's give it to Sami Zayn. Okay. (laughs) I'm writing it down, and I don't write in pencil. Um, I'm not going to give it to Kevin Owens because I firmly believe he's going to win Money in the Bank. Firmly. All right. Uh, so there's no point for him to win the Intercontinental title. Um, I love Sami Zayn. I truly do. One of the most gifted athletes who doesn't look like an athlete in the sport. Oh, you're right. They're going to give it to Cesaro. They are. All right. Nope. Yeah, you're so right. You're, you've already said it. No, I changed my production. No, I'm sorry. It's in pen. Yeah. This pen, right? No, here. you got to change it. Cross it out. You understand that it is not great radio for us to agree on all of these things. Right? Uh, whatever. <laughs> all right, I'll say Bo Dallas. I'll say Bo Dallas. Um, yes. You know, I I think I You're love just them. so persuasive, DC. Well, thank you. I, I don't think they're going to give it to Zayn. I think Zayn's first big title wins comes at the expense of Kevin Owens, and I would not be surprised if it was the world title. And in all fairness, Zayn and Owens, to my knowledge, are nowhere near done feuding right now, and there's no reason for their feud to have a title in the mix. They, right they're now. not done feuding. I you know I enjoyed seeing their tag team. Even that was entertaining. Like I wanted them to win the tag team titles, still hating each other. Yeah. And jawing at each other the entire time, I I, I was bitter when the Zayn Cesaro match got interrupted because I remember that was one of the first matches I saw back when I got WWE Network. So I hadn't watched wrestling in years, probably, and that was the first match where I was like, "Oh man, what have I been?" On Raw, there was this really good moment where you know I think Owens was just getting into the ring. And the Miz maybe had already been in the ring, and there was this moment where it looked like Cesaro and Zayn were maybe going to keep going at it because there was their match. But then Owens got in there, and it was just like 
instant that Zayn was all over yes. Owens instead. Like there was, and I just yeah. that the animosity there I think came across very well. Um, those two guys really know how to hate each other, and and they're going to do it forever. You know, I the, sure just like so. Batman and the Joker. This is going to be what happens for. Mrs. Huh, Manson apparently just there are ghosts. <laughs> went into the closet. No wonder you want to see Ghostbusters. Um, this is going to happen. You know, they're going to have in hopefully 10, 15 years, they're going to have their final match against each other. You know, I do think. I think you Sami know, Zayn wins his first major Sammy title. Sami Zayn's going to have his last match within the next five years. Ooh. Well, good. I'm back. I'm back. It's being the Pope of Positivity. Hello, all. <laughs> Bless you. Bless I hope you. I'm wrong. It's nice to see you. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I, I. But think... with his style, all I can think about is Daniel Bryan. I'm going to say he's got more, not much more, but he's a little taller, he's a little bulkier, and I will say he takes less risks in the sense that he's not doing diving headbutts and you know his do- his risks are fairly tame as evidenced by the fact that he hurt himself posing for the crowd you know the dive <laughs> he does he kind of lands well let me just reiterate to you what you just said he hurt himself posing for the crowd and you're going to sit there and tell me his that is level a sign. of risk is that is a sign of Exuberance, over-exuberance, and that can be quelled, as evidenced by the fact that he kind of holds back. So I'm going to remain optimistic and say that Sami Zayn will have a long and healthy career, and most of his major victories will come at the expense of Kevin Owens, and it'll be fantastic to watch. Having said that, I think this is Cesaro's time. They're actually, they've given him something to do. The entrance, the Swiss Superman thing, I think, you know, again. Yeah, I, I, I tried to look up a WWE tour. It was complicated, and I'm tired. But he's another guy who, if they do go international, yes. considering, I think I read somewhere he speaks like six languages, I think he's a great guy. Oh, yeah, guy. that was his gimmick for a long time. He'd come to the ring, and he'd start giving promos, and he'd change languages. Well, it probably that helped because I've seen I don't him think cut you were promos at in, the time. No, I've seen him cut promos in English in there. Okay. Wah, wah. Was there a major? I'm going to totally change tactics because just I'm curious. Was there a major event at Lucha Underground this week? They seem to have all. You know, there was the No Moss match followed by Graver consequences. What was the big match this week? Oh man, what was it called? Um, Gift of the Gods. Um, Is that the? So th- Seven medallions. Yeah. So they, they were doing the medallions, um, like the qualifying matches to earn a medallion last week. And so this week, um, the competitors had to place the medallions into the Gift of the Gods championship belt, which then entered them into a seven-way um, match, and the winner earned that title, which they can cash in for a title shot at any time. And who won? Chavo Guerrero. Okay. And the, I'm and watching. The sto- I'm, and the story that got them there was actually really good. Okay. Good. All right. Like I said, if I can find an easy way to watch, I, I enjoyed Lucha Underground enough that I would gladly work it into the thing I'll say about also, there was a four-way match earlier in the show, and it was a mixed match. Um, Daga, and I forget who the other guy was... 
versus Ma- Mosquito? Makito? Machito? The, the little guy. Um, you know, Masca- Mascarita Sagrada? Yeah, that's it. And then there was a, a female competitor, uh, Cobra Moon, I believe was her name. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen pictures. What, what was the... the I'm sorry. Uh, Mascarita, Mascarita Sagrada. Mascarita Sagrada. Yeah, I, I, and then I forget who the other male competitor was outside of Daga. Um, but there was four... I didn't really realize that that was a thing, and it was an interesting match, and seeing all these different sized competitors, different styles, um, it was very interesting. And even that ended up having a pretty interesting story conclusion as well. All right. Um, do you follow on Twitter WWE Creative Humor? I might have at one time. I don't know if I still do. I I firmly recommend that everyone, within the sound of my voice, follow at WWE Creative underscore ish. WWE Creative Humor. Consistent source of really entertaining tweets. One that just struck me as funny just a minute ago. Uh, Under the hashtag reasons to watch SmackDown. It's not a good show. It's not a bad show. It's just the show. And I don't know. I'm giving them a plug to all to the to the tens and tens of listeners to our show. Indeed, to the Indeed. tens of tens. Uh, Brando Mac, I'm going to call you out because you said I'm going to eventually get around to giving you a review. Could you please just do it? Come on. Why? Why, why, are, we, why are we too. getting? Why are we just? Why are we saying we'll get around to it? I don't think it takes you very long. Just go leave us a review. Five stars. Talk about. Mike Awesome songs and Doc's great uh, Casey Kasem impression, and <laughs> you know, give us a review, give us some love. You know, you want us, you want more DDT wrestling. You got to do some work on your own. Okay, right, Mister Pope. I'm just saying, I'm positive. I would be. I am positive we will get more fans if people leave us more reviews. And I'm positive that Cesaro will make a fantastic Intercontinental Champion. Like, truly one of the best Intercontinental Champions, definitely in recent memory, possibly of all time. I sure hope so. Um, what do you think? Uh, can we read Nate's email? I, I, I understand why we save the email for the end, but then they ask questions that have to do with what we've already talked about, and then it just seems weird. I have to go back and talk about okay. it again. I'll read it right now. Thank you. Hey, guys. I'm back at it with more questions. What do you guys think of the Asylum match? And do you think it'll be Ambrose's specialty match, or will this be the one and only of its kind? Also, what will Baron Corbin do after he's done with Ziggler? Your bestie, Nate. Thank you, Nate, at OreoKing08. Again, we've already talked about Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. He could be someone that goes after Kalisto in the U.S. title. Absolutely. That would be interesting. I'd like to see him move up to a to a mid-card belt. I so would I enjoy watching... Kalisto is retaining. No, I could see him going after Cesaro. Cesaro and Corbin, you know, you want to go from one real solid worker like Ziggler to another real solid worker. Cesaro would help Corbin have some pretty darn good matches. I agree with you, but with the shtick that they have been going for Baron Corbin, having him work with guys who are smaller and Mm -hmm. 
you know, sort of much more mobile. Not to say Cesaro is not mobile. Cesaro is amazing, but I, I do get what think you're that I get what you're a saying. feud against Kalisto is more in Baron Corbin's wheelhouse. Are you uh, changing your time. production again? Are you going back to? Because here, here's the thing. I don't know if you can commit to making productions that you like when your brain starts working. Do you you're really? Right, I can't. Do you really like see Kalisto's re- retaining? All right, I'm changing it. Because what else does Baron Corbin do after this? He could feud with Kalisto without the title. Yeah, um, he, could. he could feud. He could go into the you know. Um, I can't help but look at Baron Corbin and and also then look at Cass and kind of think, man, we should just stick with Cass. Hopefully, Enzo does come back because I like them as a tag team. But there was a while there where I was like, I wonder if they're even going to let him team up. Because, you know, Big Cass had a week or two where he was doing real well. Um, So that's, you know, that's kind of where I think I would love to see Corbin go against Cesaro because he could actually say, go back to Ring of Honor, and it would be right. Uh Uh-oh, what'd you do? (laughs) I don't know yet. (laughs) Okay. No, as you were saying. You were typing something, and you looked, and you looked... Okay, never mind. Um... So, you know, I think you go a lot of directions. As for the Asylum match, Nate, since you asked, and you're the only one to send us an email this week, I'm bitter, neighborhood, I'm bitter. Um, Positively bitter. I liked the promo. I'm not sure what the rules of the match are. It, it looked, I think you can climb and grab a weapon, and then you can use it. Looked like, it looks like it's going to be a street fight in a cage. You know, weapons are legal. Didn't they do that? I've seen a match where they suspend weapons in a cage. I think it might be in TNA. They Lethal TNA lockdown. also Lethal Lockdown. That's it. TNA also has had a match called an Asylum match. Have they? Yes. Was it the same or different? I uh, I don't know. That's a great question. All right. I'm looking yeah, at I don't think this is Ambrose's specialty match because I don't think that this particular match has the staying power. I think. It's a little bit silly. There's a Mitch replacement up there. There's a mop up there. I don't think that's the sort of thing that you're going to see them going back to the well on time and time again, like a Hell in a Cell or an Elimination Chamber or anything like that. So I kind of think this is a one-and-done type thing. I will disagree. I think this is going to be his signature match. Uh, I think it's it's a good sign for him to actually have a signature match. Many people don't. You know, the you know, Kane slash Undertaker had the Inferno match. Undertaker kind of had the Buried Alive match. Um, but, you know, I think they could go back to this. You know, we probably won't see a straight jacket in there every time. I'm really glad that this did not just become a straight jacket match, whatever that would be. Uh, I don't know that Mitch will be there, but I think this could be something that they do with him once a year. Oh, no, Mitch was there. Mitch was suspended above the ring. But I'm saying, the next time they do it, I don't think oh, Mitch yeah. will be yeah, there. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the straight jacket will be there. Because the straight jacket was suspended above the ring, too. Was it? Yeah. I think this could be something that they do, though, is every, you know, we could see Ambrose versus Reigns if Ambrose ever turns heel, which I think he should. I don't think they're committed enough to Ambrose to have a recurring match that is his. And I think it's a sign that they are committed to him, at least in some way, that they even went through the trouble of creating a match. 
Did they really, or is this really just a steel cage that they put some weapons on? They didn't have to even go that far. It's extreme rules. I'm positive. I think this is a good okay. sign. I'm not saying that he's going to win the title, but I'm positive There's that they're at least not gonna... even a title on the line. I'm saying in general. I'm not saying this is a, this is this is not you know back. Well, I'm saying specifically, there's no title. Well, on that, the line. you're right. I'm not yeah, going to. I know. I'm I not know. so positive. I'm adding championships to this. Okay. But <laughs> around the time of the Rumble and Roadblock, I really thought they were going to be able to make Dean Ambrose a main event guy. I don't know if I see him... I was really hoping they were going to. I don't know if I see him as a future World Heavyweight Champion, but I do think this is a sign that they will commit to him as that kind of B-plus player who you can bump up to the main event every now and then and then pull back, and it's That's fine. That's the funny thing about Ambrose is he's above the mid-card, right? He's above the U.S. Championship. He's, he's in the, the He's in that tier. He's in the tier... Yeah, but he's not in the main event. He, he's in a very similar tier to where Kane was. Where you yeah. can you can put Kane for two or three months in a main event storyline, and then he goes back down to that kind of secondary tier where his matches happen on the latter half of the card, and they're important, but you know exactly where Seth Rollins will be when he returns. I didn't. Um, maybe at first, but again, he's. I think. I think. I think he's more of a Randy Orton character because Randy Orton spent more time in the main event, yeah. but I still kind of see him. And I don't think a it's a bad thing. Low. I think when wrestling is best, you have a, a deep bench of guys like that who can, at any point, become a main eventer, hold your championship for, you know, three to nine months, and do a solid job, and then can go back down. And you've got... I, I have predicted this on Twitter multiple times. I think this Money in the Bank match coming up in, like, three weeks, or four weeks, it's June 19th or something is the going to, uh, I guess a month from today then, is going to be the biggest Money in the Bank match we're ever going to see. It's going to be Cena, Rollins, Ambrose, Styles, Owens, maybe even Zane. It's going to be, the, you know, a kind of the who's who of talent is going to get a sh- chance um, to compete for this. I'll give you some time to process that. Well, the question is, if that's the match, then what does Roman Reigns do? At that pay-per-view. At that event. Maybe he takes on Styles. Maybe the Styles feud isn't over. Maybe yeah. he is feuding with the... Well, no. He wouldn't be feuding with the club without Styles unless Balor shows up, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, that's a good question. I'd have to think on that. So probably one of those guys wouldn't be there. But, you know, so maybe it's Reigns versus Styles in a... Finally, they end the match because they like things in threes. And... We see. Uh, just so you know, the Steel Asylum match, according to a, a website I found, originally called the Terror Dome, the Steel Asylum can be considered one of the most chaotic and difficult matches in TNA history. The orange structure has a small opening at the top. After the participants have entered, a wrestler needs to battle with the others until he receives an opportunity. He will then climb the structure and attempt to get through the hole in the top. This is easier said than done. So it's a cage it's essentially a cage match where the escape was harder. Great. Glad that's not this one. Mm-hmm. Um so you uh are we have this asylum match going on. 
It's Ambrose versus Jericho. What do you think? Um... I guess Ambrose. I don't know. I'm. This is my problem, man. I am really not invested in almost any of the matches on this card. Like I am invested in the Intercontinental match, mm-hmm. and that's almost it. Now, that's really. That's why I said at the beginning of the show. Do we have to do a production show? Do because you, honestly, is I, that, I am not invested. Is that because of? The factors going on out, you know, you have real life stuff going on. So is that I that mean, you that's have not possible? Plus, but I don't think so. Plus, I think okay. I think it's a commentary on a sort of downwards trajectory in the WWE product since WrestleMania. Is that the case, or is it more that now that you have realized that you have all these cable channels, you have more options? And now can compare. You weren't comparing WWE to Lucha Underground six weeks ago. No, I agree with that, but I don't think I'm really comparing them now. And the three weeks following, I'm, the th- I'm comparing Raw to Raw. But I'm comparing- the three weeks you said since WrestleMania, but we've talked about it. Those three weeks after WrestleMania, when Shane was in charge, were fantastic. Yes, and as soon as they reintroduced Stephanie McMahon, it's been a downward trajectory. Okay. That is fair. I will that I can totally understand you feeling that way because it seems like right. it Yeah, I didn't mean to say the downward structure started immediately okay. after WrestleMania. No, 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 no. It was high there for several weeks. Yes. Since the introduction like of since the introduction of Stephanie McMahon, I feel like we have reverted slightly back to form. I feel like yes. We're back to form and you know, the main event I'm sorry, just is not really doing it mm-hmm. for me. And everything else sort of suffers yeah. as a result. But the IC title picture, I think, is white hot. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. I think the IC title picture has been fantastic. It has been great. Um, I like what the New Day and the Vaude Villains have done. I liked the Time Machine segment. You know me. I- I've been kind yep, of and that's fine. thin on New Day that's fine. for a while um, now. I'm not... Wa- Kofi Kingston saying 2009 was his best year. That was great. That was great. That was great. That's and uh, I don't, you know, do Air Squares coming out with the, oh, yeah. the, the fake mustache. Right. They're funny. They are They're funny. just doing, at this point, they're not helping the tag team scene. No, they're and not. I think fact, they are, I would say they are hurting it. And I think they could make more of an impact if they tried to win a singles title under the free bird rule. Yes. If they tried to go for the Intercontinental of the U.S. title... You know, I, Not that there's any room for them right now in those pictures. New Day versus yes. Rusev would be entertaining. Sure. I'd watch it. So, um, but, you know, I agree. It, it has been hard to get into Charlotte versus Natty. Especially Extremely. after the Chicago screwjob. Extremely difficult. Um, that was just... St- I'm not going to say that word. That, that doesn't do anybody any favors. That's not... Let me express myself. That was a finish that just doesn't have any place in 2016. Okay. You're playing back to an event that happened 20 years ago. Literally, pretty much. Nobody cares about that that strongly anymore. I I don't know. Did what did they expect? to elicit? What sort of response did they expect to get 
All I know is whatever it was, they miscalculated because to me, it fell flat. Mm-hmm. And unless that was what they were going for, but I don't know why you would try to manufacture an ending to a match at an event that just falls flat. I don't know if they were trying to, you know... Well, again, that's just my opinion. Maybe some people were super into Not that it, I've seen. I not that I've seen. Now it I, fell flat Now, I asked a question, and this could be getting us off topic. Not that we've really been on a specific topic. Charlotte retains, by the way. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Um, I asked this question on Twitter today. I said... What percentage of the general wrestling, the total wrestling population, the total WWE watching population, what percentage of that group is a Twitter follower that you could call a member of the quote-unquote IWC, not that I believe that exists? You know, what percentage of the fans are the smart fans who are online? And the reason I ask that question is I see a lot of people talking about WWE doesn't care what we want. WWE doesn't listen to us. The use of those pronouns, us and we, WWE has to listen to a very large group of people if they're going to be listening to us at all. And since I don't know what percentage we are, generally the answers to my questions were less than half. Less than half of the WWE watchers are active Twitterers. Why in the world would they listen to us at all? Correct, and I don't. I honestly, if you honestly asked me, I, I don't think they should listen to us. I think there are times when they should listen to the audience, but I think by and large they have to tell the stories they want to tell. Yes, because otherwise, if you're it's going just to listen, defeating. If you're going to listen to the internet wrestling community in all of its different forms. You want to talk about 50-50 booking. You're going to win one match a month and then you're going to lose to everybody else because there are so many different opinions and our opinions change so quickly. We love the New Day. We don't love the New Day. You know, We love Denzo and Cass, but now we really like Cass, but now this and that, and Roman Reigns is great unless he's, you know, but then he talks and he's not good, but then he doesn't talk and he is good. You would never get anything done if you were really trying to keep your finger on the pulse of what we of what we were tweeting and following that. Right. So valid point. So they're not listening to us, and as Doc Manson said, they probably shouldn't. Well, yep. they should listen to this show. Hey. We got another email. We sure we did. did. We did, we did. And I didn't even ask for it. It just happened. But we got another email. Uh, and actually, this is an interesting one, so go ahead. D D T. One. What if Shane turns on his beloved sister and Stephanie wasn't really the bad guy in this part of the story? It would take a lot of work and guts, but it could be possible. Thanks at Danielle Sully. 19. What do you think? I think there's only one question. I don't know why she wrote one. <laughs> obviously. Where's two? Obviously, I think she was going to write more and either ran out of time or questions. But Fair enough. But it's an interesting question. It is. Danielle, what if Shane turned on his beloved sister and Stephanie wasn't really the bad guy in this part of the story? You know, that would be all right. 
Except Stephanie is a piece of garbage. She has shown time and time again wow. in the character. Her wow. character since since WrestleMania 15 or whatever, wow. 17, she has just consistently been a piece of garbage. Am I wrong? I'm trying to think back. A lot of that was time I missed, but she seems to almost always play the heel. She's had moments. She's had moments of being a uh, a a good guy or a you know a positive yeah, influence. But uh, but my point is the character by and large always reverts to that role. So yeah, maybe it would be really original and great for them to actually go against the grain, give her a face run, have Shane be the one who turns heel. That you know it would be original, creative, and unexpected, right? But at the same time, you know. How often does Vince really maintain a face persona? He does occasionally, but for how long? Authority it's figures never very long. Authority for once the McMahons took over as on-screen authority figures, they have by and large been heels eighty percent of the time. Yeah, and I think that therein lies the problem with my. I love the spirit of this question, Daniel. Oh, it's a great question. However, great I am exercise. so done with heel McMahons in general that I don't want it to happen. I don't want to see any heel McMahons. And that said, Shane has always sort of been against, you know, the the heel McMahons, right? I don't He was a heel McMahon for quite a while. Watching those WrestleManias heading into WrestleMania season, he was a he was a heel for a couple of years at least and then he you know he had his epic match with Vince um but you know there was a good portion of time where he was he was the okay. bad the bad guy All but right, fair enough, fair but enough. regardless i'm just you know i i don't know that it would necessarily take a lot of guts but i have to think because what you said because we have this decade long history if not longer actually yeah two decades now of stephanie being a heel if Shane were to quote unquote turn on his sister, who would boo him right now? Nobody. No one. He's the fresh face. He would have to go ahead and, you know, unless he like signs a deal with the devil and, you know, screws over Seth Rollins to get John Cena the title or something. Which reminds me, I have not watched this week's Camp WWE. I gotta watch that. Me neither. Um I, I don't see how... I think it would take way more work than guts to get us to honestly boo that guy right now. Yeah. Agreed. He's hugely popular. I still like what's going on with Stephanie. I still enjoy her as a suedo face. Do you? I do. I You know, I'm not like... I can't, I'm not every, desperate every for moment. Stephanie McMahon promos, but the, every moment she is on her television, all I all I can think about is, okay... When are you going to turn back into a piece of garbage? Just because it's inevitable. I know it's coming. You're not fooling anybody. I think it will be very. Just get. To I it think already. it will be very intriguing to see what. Like, happens. there's nothing. But see, no, that's the that's the problem. That's the problem I have. There's nothing intriguing about this. I find it. There's intriguing. nothing that's going to happen from A to B to me that is interesting or potentially engaging. I could very easily see. I could very easily see the next... Sure, I'll even say it. All the way to WrestleMania 33. 
including when Triple H comes back because he just signed his three-year extension as an on-camera guy. I could see him coming back as a potential good guy, too. You know, you've got Roman Reigns, who's kind of heelish, though not nearly as much now, thanks to this feud with AJ. He's kind of a tweener at best, possibly even cheered-ish. You've got John Cena coming back, and people love to boo him. I could see the next nine, ten months having them either toe the line or go ahead and be, you know, you've got all these NXT guys. Well, who's the, and Triple H is the guy in NXT. He's cheered every time he's on those screens. See them continuing to go down this road for a while. I mean, I guess to Danielle's question, I mean, if Shane did turn, then then, yeah, you know, Triple H comes back. He's a face. He's leading the NXT locker room against Shane. Like, I, you could see that dynamic happening, but at the same time, who wants to see a face Triple H at this stage? Depends on who he's facing and and who the heel, you know, who the heel is. I mean, who wants to see Triple H at all at this stage? Liam Stryker. Ugh, Liam. You know how I, I feel about Liam. So, we're, we're now in the realm of the main event. What I've decided about the main event feud is when there's microphones in either one of their hands, I don't watch, and I am compelled more by the story because of it. I actually like what has been happening with the interaction between them without the microphone. The will they, won't they with the chair, that kind of, you know, I've enjoyed that. I enjoy that AJ Styles... I feel exactly the same way about AJ Styles... And Roman Reigns, as I feel about Stephanie McMahon. That they're pieces of garbage? <laughs> well, that too. But it's not engaging. I There's nothing interesting that's really going to happen from point A to point B. And I kind of just feel like you're wasting time. Oh my goodness, what Let's just doing? move on already. I made a prediction in my head for how this was going to go, and then I botched it with talking about money in the bank. Okay. You're you saying sorry, you saying that there was something intriguing, and I actually have something intriguing that I'm gonna that I'm gonna go with. I'm go fantasy ahead. booking here. So I know I'm wrong, and I'm okay with that. Um my prediction for who wins this match is nobody. I think the belt gets held up. And we see a ladder okay. match at Money in the Bank. Reigns versus Styles with the belt hanging from the ceiling. Huh. How would that It's an extreme rules match. They knock each other out, dueling chair shots or something, or a double pin. You know. Sure. They happen to have something where they, you know, both both their shoulders are counted. You know, it's an extreme rules match. There's going to be a ref bump. So now you've got two refs. One of them counts one. One of them counts the other. You know, potentially leaving the opportunity for Roman Reigns to win his fourth title if it gets held up. But so Styles is not in the Money in the Bank match. He'll be replaced by somebody else. Orton, maybe Bray Wyatt. That would be nice. Maybe it was Bray Wyatt I was thinking of. But, um, yeah. You know, my prediction, and I know I'm going to be wrong because I'm going way outside the box, but is nobody wins this. And, you know, this story can continue for a few more weeks with them having to have yet another gimmick match because this is working for Roman Reigns. The Roman Reigns, you know, and I'm not listening incredibly during Raw, 
but I'm noticing that I'm not being overwhelmed with booze when Roman Reigns is on TV. My problem with Roman Reigns has reached a crescendo again. And this time I can't complain about his performance. He's performing at a very high level. His The things that he's doing are all right. He's wrestling well. His promos are fine. This mostly heel-ish acting character works for him. He's just a butt kicker, which is what we wanted him to be going into WrestleMania, right? Like, he's finally found a character that works for him. But they took so long getting there that I just don't have any enthusiasm left yep. you said this, to give him. You said this heading into the payback. That, and, and this is compounded by the fact that he is in a program against AJ Styles, whom I love, and whom has 0% chance of winning this title from Roman Reigns. As I said, going all the way back to his debut at... So are World. you predicting, or predicting, that uh, Roman retains yet again? Indeed. Alright, so I have a couple questions based off of that. Where does Roman Reigns go from here? He faces AJ Styles again. I think you're right. I think he, they end up facing each other. My question becomes, event. though, I don't my think question it's over. becomes why? I don't know. Here, but you they know, will come uh, up with the reason. Because of the count out win and the disqualification win at Payback, AJ earned his rematch. Why would he win this one? Or why would he earn another rematch? Reasons, DC. Reasons. Okay. I um, don't really have a good one, but I I don't doubt that there's enough possibility of funny business, as you just said. I mean, the title doesn't necessarily have to get held up for you to have a unclear finish to the match where although the title, you know, stays with the current champion. Yeah. It still sets up some sort of scenario for them to continue feuding. Okay. And then we get another month of the club versus the bloodline. But all I'm saying is they only came up with the tagline the bloodline this week, so there's got to be at least another month before True. Um, that works itself out. True. Uh, forgive me. There's a match I didn't list because it is on WWE, but it is not on uh, Wikipedia where I looked. Uh, the Usos face the club in a Texas Tornado tag match where all four guys are in the ring at once. I say the club... Sure. You don't. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It's such a afterthought, literally. I don't um, want to see those two teams fight anymore. I just don't. I'm so tired of it. They've li- Gallows and Anderson have literally been beating up the Usos since they debuted. They have done yes. nothing else. Yes. So, do you think the entire thing goes on when this feud ends? Where does the where does Gallows and Anderson, where do Gallows and Anderson go? You know, before I answer that question, I'm just realizing that maybe part of my s- severe, you know, sort of aversion to this main event scene, maybe it's not about Roman Reigns. Maybe it's about the Usos. Maybe their gigantic dueling black holes of charisma are sucking so much out of everyone else involved around them that it's making it impossible for me to enjoy this thing. 
I tend to think that if Roman Reigns was by himself, one versus all, and the Usos had nothing to do with this, I might be entertained. I actually think that's true. I could see that. I could Usos, see that. mark it down. 2016 DDT Awards, Black Holes of Charisma winners. I think there's a good possibility that that's true. Well, Blake and Murphy Again. are doing nothing, so... They're yeah. the only other ones I can think of that are supreme black holes of charisma. I'm, and I'm sorry, what did you ask me before I went on my tangent there? When this feud is over, when mercifully the club in the USS... Because I enjoy Roman and AJ. I am not enjoying the club. I have yet to be impressed with Gallows and Anderson. And I'm sorry, I that's think... not very popey of me to say, but it's true. I've not I been wowed by think... anything that they're doing. I kind of think you're going to continue to be underwhelmed by them. You know, somebody said on Twitter that they, my question's going to be, where does the club go from here? And somebody said, well, they go on to take on New Day and win the tag titles. I have no desire to watch that. At all. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see him taking on Enzo and Cass. But I don't really... I have yet to see anything from Gallows and Anderson that makes me invested in them. Yeah, I mean, but they are at a level where I could see them very easily being in the title pictures for that division. Yeah, that's the way they're being booked. They're well, being and booked and as but and employer. but again, with with limited exception, just based on the division. Unless you're the Dudleys, and I hate to say that, but unless you're the Dudleys, I could see any tag team at least competing in some sort of. Fatal four way tag match. I could see New Day versus Vaudevillains versus Shining Stars versus whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm s- All right. So we've taken us through uh, extreme rules. I am excited. The matches on paper look very good. I am do not. They? they do. Do they? They do. If you look at this match on paper, on paper. Purely based, and I'm not talking about stories, just in terms of the wrestling matches we are going to see. Kalisto versus Rusev should be good. Yes, IC match right. should steal the show. Jericho Ambrose should be entertaining. New Day Villains, not bad. Charlotte versus Natty, always fun to watch, especially if Ric Flair is truly out of the way. Uh, Roman versus AJ, I've liked what they've been doing in the ring. Bullet Club versus Usos, fine. Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin, I've actually enjoyed a whole lot more than I thought I would. On Have paper, they addressed Little Nature? Outside of, I think, them mentioning the the long connection? I'm just saying, no. because just because Ric Flair is banned... Um, no. I don't know if I've seen Charles Robinson since then, but I don't often pay attention to the referees. So, fair enough. All right, you, we said you needed to be. You were on a break, but your break was going to end. I believe you said around seven thirty. We're coming up to that point. So, what is your positivity for the week besides that you love to paint? <laughs> you know, and that you have muscles you didn't know you had. All right, the painting has turned out all right. It's sort of enjoyable. I still have a whole other room to go, so that's a good thing. Um. In terms of my positivity, hmm, I think I'm going to have to give it to uh, 
I'm going to give it to the Gift of the Gods match on the Underground this week. All right. And I think the storytelling that they did, getting that championship onto Chavo, no spoilers, outside of the fact that he wins. I guess that's a pretty big spoiler. But outside of that, the storyline gymnastic that they do to get there, if you've been watching the last two weeks or so, uh, I think were very good, and I am looking forward to next week. All right. Uh, I'll do two, since it's I'm the Pope of Positivity. Can we just talk for a quick second Pope before you get... Positivity. This is going to be a little less positive. This is going to be a little less positive. Oh, man. So I, 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 I want to end on a high note, which is why I'm saving your positivity. Um... Is it just me, or has NXT been unexciting for, like, the last two or three weeks? Longer. Yeah. If they didn't have Shinsuke, it's been unexciting for a very long time. Like, Bailey versus Nia Jax? Did you watch this week? I did not. And, you know, I... I like, that was the I main sat down event. To watch, I sat down to watch and got pulled away... Um, but yeah, I wasn't... The main event was Bailey versus Nia Jax. And spoiler, it wasn't any good. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't even know what they're doing. NXT is missing something. And we've been talking for weeks about what that is. But it is, you know, guys like Brandon Mack, who's a, as big a wrestling fan as I know, has said he is not watching NXT regularly anymore. I'm sort of thinking about that myself. Asuka, I haven't seen Asuka in a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe is just battling Finn Balor again. But it's in a cage! I don't care. Cage! Is losing to Nia Jax. Like, I... In one of the slowest matches I've watched in recent... Like, what are they doing? DC... What are they doing? They are, it's going to be. A, we'd have to save that for a conversation for another show because I don't know. Fair there's enough. A lot, there's a lot going on in NXT. There's a transition, and it's hard. And I think I, you know, my my short answer would be NXT hit such a high note with Zane and Owens and all of that. There was no way they could capitalize on that again. But if you took is, if you took Kevin Owens, take the Kevin thing is Owens. the pieces are there. Yeah. Asuka is super exciting, but they're not putting her on television. American Alpha is super exciting, and they have not been on television. Shinsuke Nakamura is super exciting. At least they've been using him, but he's only one guy. They have these components. They have the potential. Why aren't they on my television? I no. don't get it. There, they, there is not enough time. I'm going to go back to this. Yeah, there is I mean, not enough time true. in a 60-minute show when they need to build new stars. You lost Cruz. You lost Corbin. And again, not that these guys were huge, but you lost a large chunk of your... In the last 12 months, Owens, Zane, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha... Cruz, Man. Corbin, Breeze. That's a real sad story right there. Becky Lynch, huh? She is officially the jobber of the women's division, huh? You lose all of this talent, you need to build new talent, and you can't do it in a 60-minute show. So American Alpha is going to wrestle once per taping. So once every four weeks, you might get an American Alpha match. They're going to take on the Revival again at TakeOver, and it, you know, 
it, there is a problem. It, there, there is a problem with the entire There's a pacing problem. entity. Yeah, but, but I'll say, I was making this point earlier. If you take Kevin Owens out of NXT, if he had never signed with NXT, NXT would nowhere be as big as it was now. NXT was huge from the moment he debuted and broke his nose with CJ Parker's palm, all the way to he lost the title to Finn Balor and left. That was NXT's golden period. Before then, it was good. You had Zayn. You had Neville. It was exciting, but it did not get real good until Kevin Owens showed up. I think you're correct, but I do think that they were banging on almost all cylinders through Zayn, Cesaro, Zayn, Neville, all that stuff. I think that was really good. You had Neville. You had Breeze. You had Tyson Kidd. You had the women. Yeah. You had Sasha and Becky and Charlotte. Yeah. Now they're gone. And you know who they replaced them with? Finn Balor. That's the thing. It's not that Kevin Owens was that good. It's that Finn Balor is that bad. I don't know. If Finn Balor leaves to come up to WWE, which seems to be what's going to happen, does Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke, if they those two feud, does that change things? I don't know how much that changes things. I don't either. All right. My two positive things. Number one, uh, the Intercontinental title is the most exciting part of WWE right now. Agreed. And Super I don't remember the last that. time we could say that. Number two, WWE Network. If you get the chance, and I know you won't, but I'm talking to the neighborhood. If you get the chance, Hog Wild 1996. What promotion is that? WCW. Okay. They went to Sturgis, South Dakota, big motorcycle rally. There's a whole bunch of bikers. Forget all them. You've got Ultimo Dragon versus Rey Mysterio. You've got Dean Malenko versus Chris Benoit in like a 35-minute match. You've got... Oh, is it okay to like Chris Benoit again? Is that a thing? I am very okay with liking Chris Benoit. I've I've been public with that. I can appreciate the talent without necessarily condoning the actions of the man. And in 15 or 20 years, when we understand the brain a whole lot more than we do right now, Chris Benoit will be able to be talked about a little more. Maybe not on WWE, but a little more. But it was a fantastic match. It's a very good pay-per-view. I haven't finished it yet. But I love that I can get lost in 1996 nostalgia. Uh... With a couple of clicks of a button. It's a great world we live in. We, we found out de- that most of the neighborhood was not alive in 96. Or they were like two. Well, then go discover something new. Go discover Agreed. something new. I mean, that just made me think, though. Honestly, when I saw that, it doesn't really make me feel bad or old or anything like that. But the thing that it did make me think about is I think about like you know how we talk about the NWO and Hogan's heel turn and the big moment and how that was like this radical shift. And I know that everybody in the neighborhood is aware of these moments, and they definitely you know you know have an understanding of them and why they were big. But it, it definitely sort of made me realize why there's maybe less love for some of that stuff in our little internet community because mm-hmm. they didn't get to see it and process it well and and I will I will say this if you watch Bash at the Beach 96 unless you are real familiar with everything that happened before it's just another card like the yeah. matches are good I like Bash at the Beach 96 but Hogan turns and you're like, yeah, okay, we knew that was going to happen. You have to have had the last 
15 years of being a wrestling fan or any amount in there to really understand this was the biggest thing in the world. Yes. You know, this is John Cena turning without it being spoiled at all. If John Cena were to come out and suddenly turn heel and no one knew about it. You still, because people have been anticipating it for so long now. That's true. That's true, too. That's true, too. Um, I don't think they anticipated that from Hogan. Yeah. So, you know. um, But, yeah. So, that's what I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the IC title picture. I'm enjoying this. And I'm enjoying being a part of DDT Wrestling. DDTpod.com. DDTWrestling.com. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Until you, you know, abandon. Hey, stop it. DDT. You want to do Manson and Maltov in the morning, you go right ahead. We can alternate days. You can have your own part of the morning show. Right. That uh, is apparently not going to be recorded in the morning. So, which makes it even easier for you. So, mm, my friend Doc Manson, at uh, Doc Manson, uh, I will see you in person in a couple maybe. of days. I'll be you there. You said maybe. I said I'd be there and I'll be there. Maybe oh. at 9.30. But I'll be oh, there. Oh, I see. I see. All right. I'm well, DC thank Matthews. You, DC. No problem. At DC Matthews NAI. Find us on Twitter. Find Mrs. Manson on Twitter at Mrs. Manson DDT. Um, and anything final you'd like to say before we head off into that good night? My back hurts. Well, you're old and you're adulting. It's true. It's true. We'll see you around the neighborhood. <laughs>